0: You're listening to All the Best. I'm Danny Stewart. I didn't grow up near a train station, so when I was a kid, getting the train was always a fun adventure. It wasn't just the novelty of it, I also had some very romantic ideas about trains, thanks to how they're portrayed in kids' movies.
1: You coming? Where? Why, to the North Pole, of course. This is the Polar Express.
0: But now that I get the train almost every day, I don't find it quite as exciting. Trains are just everyday public transport for millions and millions of people all over the world. And the everyday commuter experience is a bit different to the romanticised train journeys shown in movies and on TV trains are often loud dirty crowded with tired workers and that one person watching tiktoks through their phone speaker for the whole carriage to hear this week we're exploring the complicated and contrasting space that trains occupy in our minds and heads up this episode includes some heavy content and reference to suicide If you need support, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or the Suicide Callback Service on 1300 659 467.
2: The wind begins as a vague draft. Slowly, but with ever-increasing insistence, it starts plucking gently at people's newspapers and ruffling hair until finally it can no longer be ignored. Almost as one, the great flock of heads turn, a Mexican wave of movement. Bags and briefcases are hoisted, MXs flicked, folded and tucked under arms. People shuffle, wrested from their contemplation into action. The train arrives with a blast of air and sound, drawing even with those awaiting its arrival. The train station is relatively new, only open since February the 23rd. The smell of concrete dust still lingers. The intended launch date was the 22nd, but had been shifted due to the National Day of Mourning for victims of the Black Saturday bushfires. One central platform services trains from opposing directions, stopping either side. What was once a branch line, now a throughway, Snakes in and out of the darkness, alternating between tunnels, cutovers and a stunning stretch over the harbour bridge. Before diving down into the city again to reach Wynyard, I am joined by the usual mix of business people and students. They pour in from their respective locations out of the large-zoned estates in North Ryde. A man is sitting opposite me on the train. We are alone, except for an older lady sitting on the far side of my bench, reading. This man is unremarkable, in his late fifties, slightly balding. He wears cargo pants, shoes, without socks and two-collared shirts. I glance at him. He is talking to someone, so I assume he is wearing a hands-free mobile device. I glance at him again, then notice that he has no such device and is addressing someone slightly to the side of me with a harrowed intensity. It is not a rambling monologue, but a conversation. He did not speak loudly enough for his words to be understandable, but I realise that he's looking at his own shadowy reflection. The train has yet to surface and the darkness turns the window into a fractured smoky mirror. The delinquent in me wants to ask, You right, mate? Who's your friend? But more than anything, I think, How sad. I hope he has help. He exits the carriage at the next stop, moves across the platform to the escalators, and still continues his conversation. The woman on my right does not look up. When the train arrives, the spontaneous action of movement underscores an embodied ritual that is enacted countless times by the commuters. We bend ourselves, unaware of the effect of being bent towards the threshold we have instinctively avoided, the border zone between platform and track, crossed only when all signals, all the signs, all elements align. Countless rail safety campaigns urge to stay behind the yellow line, a reinforcement of ritual. Such movement is ingrained through repetition and subsequently embodied. Action in such circumstances is a latent, triggered response, which arises through conditioning and saturation. We train ourselves and are trained to behave a certain way. Excuse me, I say as we crowd onto the train. Moments later, I cannot recall if it is a thought or an articulation. An automatic reaction to the convergence of such spaces, created through the merging of arrival and departure. The metre or so of platform demarcated by rows of raised yellow dots and just beyond the doors into the train. Here, people keep a compact inward pool to themselves and their possessions, lest they infringe on others' personal space. The artificial lighting disperses shadows so they seem not to possess them. Elias Canetti speaks of the power of a crowd that manifests itself in human activities, ranging from mob violence to religious congregations. Commuters, however, as a crowd share a purpose, a goal to arrive, but not an ideology, and therefore lack this power. They are mechanical, they share a state of being, all are waiting. They have nothing and everything in common. The service on Platform
3: 2 has been suspended due to someone attempting self-harm.
2: This is reflected on the screens that hold information about the approaching trains. I am dismayed. Persons attempting suicide is so commonplace. City Rail has an automated message specifically for the task. John Watkins, Minister for Transport, is quoted saying, We we are are averaging averaging slightly slightly more than than one
4: one death death a month from people on our rail network.
2: The same voice which intones,
4: The next train to arrive on Platform 2 goes to Penrith. Calmly
2: advises those waiting that someone's life is in the balance. No one seems to care about the person as much as the disruption of their travel plans. I'm waiting for my connecting train when suddenly a primal cry emanates from further along the platform. It is a throat-clearing growl, guttural. Moments later it is repeated. Everyone on the platform turns with excitement to see the show. A lone figure in a peaked cap reels with exaggeration. He has a face that is weathered and old with the look of a lost child. What?! He shouts at the onlookers before crouching next to his discarded bag. I
3: can't help it.
2: He says sadly, more to himself than anyone else. A week later, I get off the train at Central. I overhear two train workers. They had been painting the trim on the bathroom doors when it started to rain and so are now leaning against the red brick under the meagre tin They Had a
3: jumper last week. Sitting on the rail bridge, threatening to jump off. It was fucking madness. Line was closed for 45 minutes. We had six trains worth of people on the one platform. Can't wait to get back there on Monday to find out if he did it or not.
0: That story was produced by Selena Springett and was first aired on All the Best in 2014. 24-7 support is available for anyone experiencing distress. You can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or the Suicide Callback Service on 1300 659 467. You're listening to All the Best. I'm Danny Stewart. At All the Best, you can learn how to make audio documentaries, essays, and fiction. If you have a story to tell, get in touch. Visit allthebestradio.com and send us your pitch. We'll pair you with one of our supervising producers to help make your story. This week, our theme is trains. Over the weekend, our editorial manager, Mel, was in Maldon, a small town in regional Victoria. And while she was staying there, she had some interesting train encounters. So I was in Castlemaine because my partner was
5: playing in an Elvis cover band at a hot road convention. That's a whole other story. That night, though, we stayed with some friends in Maldon and I woke up next to a local newspaper with a story about a guy who loved trains. I asked our friends if there was any train stuff that we could see in town and they told us there's this historic steam train that runs from Castlemaine to Malden once a week. It happened to be running that day. So we went to watch the steam train come in. How long have we got until the train arrives?
1: 10 minutes, I think.
5: Oh, is it. Is this it? No, it's really... okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a train sounds like. It's a steam train. Yeah. Okay. What does a steam train sound like?
1: <laughs> Not it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll hear it a long way away. And welcome to Molden. We've had a pleasant ride up from Castle this morning. There is a courtesy bus which is just outside the entrance to the platform which will be running back and forth into Malden. Hope you enjoy your time this morning.
5: I even got to chat to the station master.
4: So the railway was closed by the Victorian Railways in 1976 and there was virtually nothing left when they closed it, just this station building. And the volunteers over the last um, 40 or um, so years have gradually rebuilt the railway and rebuilt the infrastructure, the, the locomotive sheds, all of the depot facilities here and now a brand new depot at, at Castlemaine with a, a huge carriage shed to keep the carriages under cover and secure. And it's just through the hard work of volunteers and uh, the support from the public in riding the train that we're able to keep preserving it. So. Uh, today, for example, um, we'd have probably 15 volunteers just rostered in various roles to allow the train to operate. So we have a driver and a fireman, and we have a guard at the back and a conductor on the train.
5: Wow! So what about um, maintaining the actual tracks? Like, do, do you have to do that, or do they? We have
4: to do that. So, yeah, right. So we have a track gang of uh, sprightly young 70 and 80 year old volunteers, but they uh, work every Thursday, Friday. and a lot of tuesdays and uh, just working on the track Re- replacing sleepers so we've got 20 odd thousand sleepers in the track that wear out and they've all got to be replaced over a life, life cycle
5: mm. um so with the with the mechanics that work on the engines mm-hmm. how similar are the engines to say i mean if you if you did a course in mechanics now like is it is a completely different thing Yep. It is, and
4: that's one of our yeah. issues: maintaining those old skills. The boiler yeah. makers and the fitters um, tr- trying to educate young people in how to do all of that is just very difficult because we don't have a lot of money to pay big wages or anything like that to maintain the, the boilers, the pressure vessels, um, all the steam machinery. And we do a lot of training, so we train our own people as much as we can. So mm. all of the drivers, the firemen, the guards, the signalmen, we've got training programs that we put them through. So we are, we're accredited as a railway operator, just as V-Line or um, the suburban trains are. So we report right. to the same authority, and they assess our operation, and we have to have the same levels of safety that are appropriate to running trains, because yeah. yeah, they are dangerous, and so they can be. So. Of course.
5: So how did you get
4: involved? Uh, I was, when I went through um, secondary school and uni, I got involved with Puffing Billy Railway and then um, through that, and I've been a volunteer there for 40 years and, and also up here for 40 years. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. It, Lifelong yeah, train passion. Yeah, it is. Yes. It's a hobby that keeps on giving really.
1: That's great. Yeah.
4: So yeah. We're all, um, we, we love to. Uh, those that are, sort of us are lucky enough to retire and, and work on it, just, yeah, it's, it's a great mm-hmm. way to keep busy. That's amazing, yeah, and put something back to the community too. They're For sure, not doing... mm. yeah,
5: yeah, it seems to make you happy. It does. So. It does. It does. <laughs> That's
4: really good. All right, well, I'm going to go and do my next job. Of course, I've got to clean some windows.
5: So that was a lucky train encounter. We got back in the car and headed home to Melbourne, but I had to stop off in Kyneton to drop some papers to a friend of my brother's. She lived down a quiet back street just out of town, and I kid you not, just as we pulled up right opposite her house was a huge model train convention. So, of course, I grabbed my Zoom recorder and went to see the model trains. Oh, look at all the little trains. Everyone was starting to pack up and a bit distracted, but one guy with a mohawk looked keen to chat. So, um, this is all very new to me. I'm from Melbourne. What, is this a regular event? or? Uh,
1: nice of the a run, So, other than COVID for the last two years, in fact, our last exhibition here was two years ago, um, in the the process, this actually got a bit of an update, this layout, which is Tullarook. This is um, based around mid-70s. Okay. This used to be all open, now we've put houses in, we've sort of used Google Earth to actually get a reference.
5: Ah, so this is a representation of a...
1: Actual Tullarook.
5: Tullarook, is that in Victoria? Yep. Okay. And is that the case with most model... Are they based on some
1: real... Some are based on real locations. Some are freelance. Some are loosely based around real locations.
5: And you build those all by hand? Like all no. The, okay.
1: Unfortunately, this is the unfortunate part of modelling Australian. It's expensive. Um, so. <laughs> like that silver passenger train at the back there, mm-hmm. that was released originally for... I think it was $1,250 from a company in Sydney. Wow. And they've been selling on eBay for anywhere up to $10,000. Wow. Yeah.
5: Um. Can I take your photo with the train?
1: Yeah, no problem. I can pull
5: my money stop
4: it if you want to
5: have the train in the background. I can get around, I can get around.
4: Yeah. They
5: look good in the background, if yeah, you sure. like to stop it. That's right, thank you. You're <laughs> welcome. Thanks for your time. Turns out there are a lot of people who are really enthusiastic about trains.
3: In the morning when the sun peels back like a paper cut and the blue metal is thunder under our feet. I see shadow diamonds spread across the train yard and I feel as small as a bird and as wide as a sail. Last night, I listened to your two-way radio. I pulled the blanket up to my ears and shaped myself into a satellite It's static jargon, a dialogue with God or Greece or grit. I heard the miracle of boom, boom, boom. We were the new age of Romans with a thousand outposts. We were cowboys riding iron centipedes. Before dawn, I threw off my blankets like old ghosts, sprang from my bed like new smoke, heard your voice in the walls as you swept me up in your wings, took me to your shoulders. Atlas or He-Man or Rambo on the rails, Duke on the frontier, you smelt of oil, aftershave, radio waves, you whispered to me in the language of future and the earth fell away. I had barely seen the blue streets, how the stars grew hazy in the steam, how horizon bled the false border of morning. We lived before the aftermath I am a fault line across your chest Liquid gold sprung from your veins I feel the cavity where your heart should be I am young country Boom, boom, boom At the station the rails rattle in the fly screen And the man with the corkboard halo Is checkered like a topographic map When he grins he shucks open a territory called you by our last name I hear a town or a street or a mountain or the origin of a valley. In the office, you say wives and work as if they tighten bolts, avenge crimes. On your holsters, there are radios the size of guns. You are blue men with undreams as big as China under your eyes. Everyone is envious. Go ahead, the man says into his radio, laying the rail with his words. At the terminal box, you teach me to splice the rails. My body, a limp flag made of flesh. I hang from the leather, asking for islands to swell on my biceps. Birds turn into reverse silhouettes. It's Excalibur, you exclaim. Stick your foot down like sinking a spade. Boom, boom, boom. When we walk the rails, we tell history. This parallel never met by a shadow. I swim onto your shoulders as day breaks eggshells. I am the new collar ironed by my mother and the space above your head is a frontier. From here, the world is flat. Borders, white lines and the dirt. You can feel a train coming in the shake of the earth. We are going to be giants, you say, gripping my shins. I roll up my sleeves and flex my arms, giving you horns. At the door, Meccano in full scale, you swing me into the carriage. The child who is flightless climbs onto the back of the wind, held up a hurt bird. In the cabin, men breathe planets onto perspex. They hark like minor birds, rooted bittu bush, hunched like cane toads. They claim to live at these gears. They've got tickets to show it. They've crossed this country ten times over, sleepless. They've seen land where water is foreign, where open cuts are oasis. I sit back and watch you walk ahead on the rails. Trees, white paper in the train's blared whiteness, shape themselves into memories. Call themselves footprints. They're roped to fence posts. This is morning. Not morning. My breath leaves my mouth like a greenhouse. Boom, boom, boom. Up ahead on the rail, you dance with your arms of red light, and I wonder what it means to write history with your body, your bloodlet disfiguring the open cut of morning. What you think of your dad, one of the men asks. His cadence, 40 packs of imported cigarettes. In his fist is a gear that I know lights up streets, turns show houses into nuclear families. He's a hero, I say. But the word feels tiny when I've seen maps that lay across this country like a bandage. You're the beginning and the end of the world. You're the answer to everything. Way off... The plant blinks like a child killer. A Christmas in Morse code. Spaghetti pipes spewing white venom. Ethanol bruising the sky purple. Everything screams. The horizon quivers. The drivers pull the horn. Birds rush to their nests in the clouds, fall through invisible floorboards, burn up on re-entry. Sometimes I wonder if you ever stopped in those towns. Where well, you once said the waters ran like blood did you own a skeleton key did you ever peel back excalibur feel the weight of the blade in your hands alter the course of this track in my ears our heart boom 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 My eyes mirror the bloodshot sky. The thrum of the engine rattles through my bones. All my ancestors are ghosts. All my ancestors cling to the atmosphere. As you walk the rails, fade into morning, settle into history. Men talk, talk, talk. We have learned distance in this country. We have learned to never look back.
0: That was the opening poem of Tim Loveday's forthcoming verse memoir, Your Father Was a Bastard, read by Tim with production and sound design by Mel Chun. All the Best would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we make these stories and pay our respects to Elders past and present. All the Best is made at FBI Radio on Gadigal Land, in association with SIN and 3RRR, on Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Boon Wurrung lands, and ACCC on Aranda and Waramungu lands. Our editorial manager is Mel Chun. Emma Pham is our social media producer and Lydia Yosifova is our community and events coordinator. This episode was mixed and compiled by Lockie Stevens. Shiningberg composed our theme music and Annie Hamilton designed the artwork. We're heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network and we're made possible by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. You can find out more at cbf.org.au. You can find more episodes by searching for All The Best wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Danny Stewart. Thanks for listening.